It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. And we are building bridges of love and leadership. Uh, 101 FM, 1120 AM. Friends, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. It is great to have you with us today sharing your morning with us here. It's just awesome to be with you. And I am in studio with the most beautiful, amazing, brilliant co-host on the planet, Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael. Welcome, gals. Yeah, it's great to be here this morning because I was like, okay, she's introducing Marlene. I'll get introduced well, I, I, next. I was thinking... Gee, we're never going to live up to that. (laughs) But, yes, it is great to be here on a Saturday morning. Well, friends, what is God doing in your day today? Mm -hmm. What are you looking forward to him doing? Have you got that scripture tucked away in your heart that he's already shared with you today? Or are you just on your first cup of coffee and your eyes are barely opening? I I don't know where you're at, but we're going to be talking about what God is doing Sometimes asking that question, God, what are you doing? Is it for my happiness? Is it for God's glory? Mm -hmm. Why does God do what he does? What's the motivation behind it? And Coach Mm -hmm. Carey, I love what we're going to be talking about today. And we have some differing opinions, friends. So you're going to hear a lot of discussion. We'd love to hear your uh, points of view on this. You can find us at Love Talk Radio on Facebook. Um, And after the program or even during the program, you can send us a comment or a question. And we'll be keeping our eyes on that this morning. Well, and and I like that we kind of differ on this. And, And listening, friends, I want you to understand that that's healthy. And... When we have differing opinions, especially about things in Scripture, that's what really um, drives me to get into the Word and do more research and find find out more things that I just don't know about my Father, right? And and so so I think this is it, it's super healthy to really dive in and and look at why we believe what we believe and. What on earth is God doing? And, you know, several months ago now, um, I, I can't even remember who said this, um, Kathy or Marlene. It definitely wasn't me. They said, okay, let's do a series on what is God doing? And we've all kind of taken a little bit different take on on this question. And for me, there's just so many different ways I can look at this question. It's it's really forced me to recognize, I, I don't know, what am I doing and what is God doing? Is God doing what he's always done from the dawn of time to the creation of the world to the creation of man to the way he sent his only son here to earth to be fully God and fully man and to to die a death for us and then raise again on the third day? I, I mean, is he doing what he's always done? So today there's no fancy acrostic. I couldn't come up with one, all right? Um, there's no fancy, you know, way to to think about this. We're literally going to have a conversation, throw out some questions that maybe you've not thought about before, um, because I certainly hadn't. I, I started Googling. I literally, y'all, I literally Googled, what is God doing? Okay. <laughs> and, of course, hundreds and hundreds of Google pages come up and I found this old sermon. It's a, I think it's a decade old sermon by Matt Chandler. It may be older than that. And it just really got me thinking about this question. Is God all about me? Was God lonely and then made humans? I, I mean, it, why would he want to make a bunch of ungrateful, entitled, idolatrous children right obviously i know it's much more complicated than that right we have the fall of man we have free will okay but we're going to unpack this today i I want there to be no mistake as we walk through this you are loved we are loved a hundred percent we are absolutely so loved and we experience the ultimate love the agape love with the relationship between us and our father and so as we talk about this it might it it might throw you for a loop it might unsettle your spirit a little bit he he provides for us and he wants us to experience 
great joy. And ladies, that's in contrast to happiness. Yeah, and you know, when you say Father, we're talking about capital F Father, as in the HF, the Heavenly Father, because I know some of us, we've not had great relationships with our earthly Mm -hmm. Father, but that is so true that that complete and total, unconditional, all-surpassing, deep love uh, that our Heavenly Father has for us, it is a life-changing, life-transforming love. Well, and I, and I will say this, his passion for us isn't that I am great or that you are great. It is his passion for us is because he is great. Yeah. And everything is for his glory, his name, his kingdom, his renown. So we're going to get into this today, friends. <laughs> are you ready? Here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> Marlene, can you kick us off with our key verse, key verses for today? Absolutely. This is from Psalm 23, 1 through 3. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. We're, we're going to unpack that here in just a minute. I do need to ask a favor, listening friends. Tomorrow, I get in the car. And I drive my kid, my oldest baby, to Nashville, Tennessee, to drop her off at Lipscomb University. So y'all pray for me and my husband tomorrow and her brother because they, oh, they just love each other so much and they've gotten so close this summer. So now, Coach Perry, um, I think Ashley's going to be driving because you're going to be crying so hard <laughs> that you're not going to be able to drive. I I don't think I will cry until we drop her off, unpack her, and, you know, like, drive away. Yeah. I think I'll be fine on the way there. You know, we'll listen to some tunes. We'll hang out. But, yeah, I think on the way home. Uh, Kathy, you've been through this twice already, honey, and so... I I I know that you feel for me. Um, <laughs> I do. I'll be you, praying for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Marlene, this was uh, just a few years ago for you and your daughter. Um, <laughs> well, it, it wasn't so much college because she she mostly did college here in state and okay. and and she actually went to I think three different schools before she finished her degree. Um, it was when she went to Washington, D.C. Yeah. to live, and she did that on two separate occasions. And the interesting thing was I had, you know, just gotten used to the fact that I didn't have her here. So we would go and visit, and I, I worked some in Washington, D.C., you know, for clients and different things, too. And so those were always very, very special times. But when she actually moved back here um, just a year and a half ago, um and she would just happen to show up at the house unannounced. It was like, I can't tell you the heart explosion that I had just because I had gotten so used to uh, the idea that, you know, she just wasn't somebody that I could have close to me. Yeah. For, you know, like so many parents, they have their children just like a little bird's nest all around them. <laughs> and that wasn't my case. And mm-hmm. so, but when she moved back and to, she doesn't live in Austin, but she lives in San Antonio. It, it was very special to be surprised by a visit and, and just very exciting yeah. and heartwarming. Heart Mar- explosion. I love that. <laughs> Marlene, your college experience was my, were my college plans for my oldest. So we thought we'd be here in Texas in Georgetown mm-hmm. and Aaliyah would be right down the road at Baylor. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, we up and moved to Idaho. Well, Aaliyah's still going to Baylor. Right. So, yeah, we did the, you know, now you have to actually get in a plane and sometimes two planes in order to go. Mm. It's like plane, plane, automobile, and then you get to see your daughter. So not coming home on weekends anymore for meals, uh, not uh, just dropping by when the newest movie drops and being able to go together. So it is a big change, but you will get very proficient at texting, social media, FaceTime, all of that stuff. Carrie, I assure you. Oh, well, thank you for the encouragement, ladies. Um, I'm going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's. Okay. So the title of the program today, For My Happiness or For His Glory, What Is God Doing? Okay. So let's let's look at. Psalm 23. Now, now, ladies, I, I had never really thought of these, these verses 
how I want to unpack these today. Okay? So Marlene read those verses, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay? This makes me feel like, all right, okay, God's really into me. Okay? He's giving me so much. He's my shepherd. He's protecting me. Right? I and gotta, he's protecting me so well, I don't even have any wants. I don't even have any wants. Okay? And so I, I see that. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to feel pretty good about myself, right? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He doesn't say, Carrie, do you need to rest? No, he's like, no, no, you need to rest, honey. And he leads me beside still waters. Who else leads you beside still waters about unless they're really into you? I know. This is like someone who's coming and offering you a tall glass of water. And <laughs> when he has you lie down in green pastures, you're surrounded by plenty. You know, so you yeah. think about the most gorgeous master bedroom that you can ever imagine mm-hmm. that is just plentiful and soft and that nice little pillow he fluffs it up for your head <laughs> yeah it really sounds like this is all about me it sounds like it's all about me right he leads me besides he restores my soul so he he gives me restoration in places that maybe i didn't even know i needed right And he leads me in paths of righteousness. Now then, here's, he he shows me the way, right? Shows me the way. And then the last four words, and I looked up, I don't know how many many different translations, um, probably eight or nine, super easy to get to on Bible Gateway. They all say the same thing, these last four words, for his name's sake. Yep. So when I'm starting to feel all good about myself here, he says, wait a minute, honey. Yeah, I love you. And I I really want these things for you. But it's for my name and my glory. And I want you to make sure that you understand that it's about me. It's not about you. It's about me. It's not because I need. And Kathy, you said this earlier as we were discussing this, it's not about a hole that needs to be filled in God, right? Like he doesn't have any holes that we need to fill. No, it's just, it's, it's because he's the creator of the universe. Our tiny little brains can't even conceive it's for him, right? Is, is that is kind of I how think, you yeah. I mean, that? we realize that he is the king of the universe and he has not made us the center. He <laughs> is still the center, the above, mm-hmm. the beyond, the the all over sovereign king. And I think that when we try and step into this position as the center of the universe, I mean, we will self-destruct and implode if that's what we try and be. We get to enjoy this uh, this incredible, loving, compassionate, kind, joyful relationship with the king of the universe who does mm-hmm. all of these things, but he does them ultimately for his name's sake. Yeah. Marlene, had you ever thought about those verses before like that? You know, they make us feel good. They make us feel like, you know, comforted. Well, they do. But you, the next few verses talk about, yea, though I walk. I know they're probably in the shadow of death. <laughs> you, know, and, you know, I, I, I think that, but even there, he, he, has us in his arms and in his hands and I think we have to understand that that God is everything you know and and that's really hard in in this day and age when everything is at our fingertips and if we're if we're uncomfortable we have discomfort in for example all the heat this summer we just go turn that thermostat (laughs) down and make it cooler well it's not about us and I think Mm -hmm. that God in his mercy he deals with us by constantly holding us and protecting us, but at the same time showing us that he is the one that's in charge. He's mm-hmm. the one that's supreme. And that our comfort comes from constantly understanding that. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I have a friend that's a pastor, and he says, it's not my problem. It's God's problem. I'm just going to go fishing. And, uh, you know, it's his way of saying Give it up. Give it up. It's all It's all to God's glory. Well, when we return to Love Talk, friends, I've got this question for Kathy and Marlene. God isn't about you. God is about God. God isn't about you. God is about God. We're going to find 
Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk, right here with the Love Ladies on this beautiful Saturday morning. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater in studio with Kathy Indebrock and Marlene McMichael. So great to have you with us today. Now, listening, friends, I do want to remind you that you can find all of our archives on Love Talk Network. We've had a phenomenal summer, gals. Um, Marlene, you have just sailed right in here with Kathy and I. I mean, it's just felt seamless. For you, you to come in My pleasure. and join us. Um, it's been really, really fantastic. And I would encourage you to go back and, and review our archives. Um, maybe you were on vacation and you missed a few programs. What is God doing has been our theme um, for weeks now. And we've had some wonderful, wonderful programs. Okay, ladies. <laughs> um, God isn't about you. God is about God. How does that make you feel? What are your thoughts on this statement? Who wants to go first? <laughs> I'm trying to decide that, Marlene. <laughs> Looking for either of us to raise our hand, and neither one of us is. Okay, so so here's my thought. I think that we fall on two sides of the spectrum. You know, I think of Andre Agassi, how he said, image is everything. Okay. And so there are some of us who think so highly of ourselves and um, – we think so much of ourselves that we just become blind to the truth of who we are. And then I think mm-hmm. some of us are so lack such self-esteem mm-hmm. and we think so little of ourselves that, you know, we just would rather sit in a corner or even to the extent that we think so little of ourselves, we take our own life because we mm-hmm. see ourselves as worthless without mm-hmm. value. So I think there's this overvalue culture and there's this undervalue culture And when we understand that God is about God and he reaches out to us and creates us in his image, that we have this greatness in us, but God is still about God. So we benefit when we enter into that relationship. We understand who he is. We understand our true value we think neither too much nor too little of ourselves, that I think is when we are primed to just uh, live a life that is beyond any life we can imagine living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, it's very true. And we're going to really dive into that um, probably in the last segment, Kathy, because it's so very, very true. What about you, Marlene? How do you feel about this? Well, I would agree with Kathy. Um, but I would also say God is love. Sure. So the whole counter to love is self. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's about me and it's about my hurts and it's about my comfort and it's about um, how I can succeed and how I can even demonstrate God to the world. And the reality is love is totally selfless. It, it's about and, – and I think what God – is saying is that it's not about you it is about god it is about me god mm-hmm. um because he knows that is the path to love and that mm. is what he wants for us mm. is to be him on this earth to be love on this earth and that's a really hard thing to wrap your head around sometimes when people are troubled you know particularly if Kathy, you mentioned uh, young people committing suicides. Suicide rates among teenagers are way up today. And and what they're really saying is, give me attention. Give me worth. Well, the worth comes in him, in God himself. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important. It's an amazing concept. Right. And, And it's in... It's something you can talk about and and work toward an entire lifetime. So I'm I'm going to stop there. <laughs> well, I, mean, I do agree. Well, when you take your eyes off of yourself, even if, you know either self pity or self aggrandizement, when you take your eyes off of yourself and you put your eyes on God, you fix your eyes on God, which is where they are meant to be fixed, where mm-hmm. they are meant to be placed. That is when your perspective falls into the right place. That is when you're able to think rightly, evaluate evaluate correctly, and take a clear step in the right direction. Well, I think in today's society, it is so in our 
face, like this statement that God is about God is so antithetical to everything society would have us believe, right? Because today's society is so focused on me. That's social media in a nutshell, right? Here's my family. How many likes did you get? How I The first time I heard one of my kids say that, I, I almost came unglued. <laughs> like, no, I don't want that. You had for one you. of those conversations with mom moments. Yes, <laughs> hard conversations with mom. They do not like those, right? I mean, we say, I deserve that good grade. I mean, I studied an hour. I deserve that A, right? I mean, come on. And we want things, it's this fast food society, right? Where we press a button and it's there. Like you said, Marlene, you know, it's it's the internet. We can look anything up that we want to. It's right there. It's at our fingertips. We can literally flood our minds with anything we want to in in a span of seconds. And we we've come to believe that we're all varsity, that none of us are JV, right? <laughs> that we're all varsity. And if anyone tells you you're JV, well, that is an absolute slap in the face to the to your beautiful, unique, precious self, right? But some of us are JV. I am not. I am varsity in some things, and I am JV in it. I am freshman team, right? And some people are going to lead JV to the championship game. Absolutely, absolute great point, Kathy. Um, you know, I was asking my son about this last night. And he's, and I said, how, how, and you know, how does this resonate with you? And he said, well, mom, you know, it's just, it's this Roe versus Wade is the abortion issue right now. He said, I just, I just really feel like some people believe that that baby isn't it and that it's going to inconvenience them. And so if it inconveniences them, because it's all about them, you know, it inconveniences their career, it inconveniences their pocketbook, their schedule, whatever then it's a throwaway. And that's that's being selfish. That well, is, gonna, it's going to tarnish their image. Yeah. And, and I'll go back to God is love. Yeah. And in love isn't easy. Yeah. I mean, it certainly wasn't easy for the Lord Jesus to demonstrate love on this earth for, for us so that we could enter into that realm of perfect love. And, and perfect love casts out all fear. Okay. So it's it, it's none of those things are easy. So mm-hmm. that um, I'm just I I believe that God is love and He's called us to be that, but we can only do that through Him. What yeah. there's a person who said any life without hardship is a very boring life. Who mm-hmm. was that? I don't know. Oh, okay, I'm going to look that up. <laughs> Get the Googles. Get the Googles out, Kathy, because it's at your fingertips, right? Okay, so that, that kind of led me to this next question. And, and Marlene, you've set this up so perfectly, right? I mean, it's all about love. It's all about, like, it's all about him. So wh- why did God create us? Why, why did he create us? I mean, knowing that we were going to have free will and eventually – um, free will was going to take over and not always glorify him, right? So why did he create us? So I started looking at through the scripture. Y'all, this is fascinating. And, you know, it all starts in Genesis. Genesis 1, right? He's making all the things, right? He's making the fish. He's making the birds. He's making the waters and the, the sky. I got those out of order, but y'all understand. <laughs> and he, every time he makes something, he says, it is good. Mm-hmm. He looks at it and he says, it is good. Wow. And the last thing that he makes are humans. Okay. And he did that in order for the humans to be able to enjoy the creation that he had made. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you look at it in that order, okay, it's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's amazing. Okay, so why did he create us? Well, I mean, we go through Scripture and Isaiah 43, 7. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Right? I mean, time after time after time. I simply Googled um, 
what did I not Googled? I put it in Bible Gateway uh, for his glory or in his name, something like that. And immediately I had 38 pop up. Right. Um, and I'm sure if I had continued to type in things, you know, in that iteration for his glory in his name, there would have been hundreds and hundreds. Right. Psalm 106. God called Israel for his glory. Okay. Exodus 14.4. God defeated Pharaoh at the Red Sea to show what? His glory. Okay, he didn't say, hey, Moses, it's going to be for your glory. You're going to get, I mean, I know you're going to do the work. Like, you got this, the staff and all that. But, um, no, really, it's for my glory. Right? Ladies, y'all have um, any other examples there from the Old Testament? Um, or maybe I should ask you this question. Why do you think God, God continued to make covenants with flawed people? We see this all throughout the Old Testament. He continues to make covenants with flawed people. But he loves us. So why does he keep doing that? Well, you know, I mean, when he created us, he was saying everything is good. And then he created man. And he said, well, that's very good. Very good. Yes, you're right. And I mean, so there is something, you know, there is this specialty way. I mean, then he created us in his image. And so... I think that when he he created us to have relationship with him again and not to fill a hole that he had in his heart, but to pour out that love. And and I think multiply that love. Isn't it, you know, amazing how when love gets given away, it multiplies exponentially. You see, because Mm. and, and all everything you're saying, because he is love. It's almost like he couldn't help himself. <laughs> I mean, because the, right. the essence of love is to give and to create and to to sow seed and to, you know, all of those things. I mean, the essence of it is to give outward. So, uh, you know, I think he created us because he loves us and Absolutely. because he is love. And, and, you know, there's there's a few more examples. Like in the book of Joshua, God gave Israel victory in Canaan for the glory of his name. Still yeah. skeptical? Okay. In Ezekiel, Ezekiel 20, God spared the Israelites in the wilderness. Mm. How many times did the Israelites go, okay, God, we love you. We get it. Yahoo! Way to go, God. It's all about you. And then they turn from him and they start yeah. doing their own thing again. Right? But he spared them in the wilderness. It took a few generations for the glory of his name. Right? Ezekiel 36, God restored his people. For the glory of his name. Right? So all of these examples, what is God doing? He's bringing glory to himself. He's showing the people, look, I'm here. I've got you. All you have to do is trust me. Okay? Those are examples from the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we see God's son, Jesus, sent to the earth as a baby, fully God, fully man. Okay? Walking as a human on this planet and we see over and over and over again in the new testament things being done for his glory okay any any examples there ladies y'all want to share i mean i think also when you go over to uh john 14 god talks about answering prayer for his glory yep and i mean i think that there is is something and i i love Coach Kerry, how you said that when he was creating the world, he created all of this first, then he created man, and he did it in a very particular order, mm-hmm. because in the book of John, we see that uh, in John seventeen twenty four it says that he knew me and he loved me before the foundation of the world. Ephesians wow. 1, 4, even he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. And so he knew he was planning on us. It wasn't just something that he like created the world and was like, oh my gosh, now what am I going to do? That was good, but I really want to do something very good. I mean, it was a plan that he had where he was going, oh yeah, I'm going to do this very good thing but I'm going to do a few more things before that very good thing. So that very good thing, us, is going to be in this place where we get to uh, be led beside still waters. Mm -hmm. We get to lay down in green pastures. We get to get placed in this creation that God has made 
uh, for his glory, but for us to enjoy and to steward well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think his ultimate desire is for us to go to the new heaven, the new earth, which he talks about in Revelations, and be one with him. Mm-hmm. And that can't happen until we lay down our lives and become one with him mm-hmm. and through love. You know, you, you talked about John 14 where God answers prayer for the glory of his name, and, and I've told you both this individually, but, but that concept changed my prayer life dramatically Mm -hmm. because I realized it's not about did I pray the prayer correctly Mm. was I humble enough did I say the right thing did I you know am I sincere enough in my heart you know it's it's that one I have relationship with God but God answered this prayer so that you might be glorified Mm. it's not about who prayed it it's about that God Mm. has an opportunity to enter into our our world and work miracles for his glory. Mm-hmm. And so my prayer life is is I'm very much bolder in it now because I know God wants to be glorified. Mm-hmm. And I, I know he wants that so that others might see his glory. So therefore, God, listen to my prayer, hear my prayer, and answer it for your glory that your name might be spread across the earth not to lift me up as a mighty prayer warrior no because nobody knew i prayed it (laughs) but yes for his glory and and i think that that's um you know the other thing is that we are we are praying in the name of jesus and we are in jesus because we believe in the salvation that he presented to us and therefore you know god i know you're not going to turn jesus down and i'm praying this for your glory And in the name of Jesus, your son, who never failed you. You know, and I think also we're not, you know, we're not like we're adding to the glory of God. It's like we're revealing the glory of God. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, even Christ, when he went to uh, the cross, he talked about the cross as being a work. Like that was the work that God sent him to do. Mm. And in uh, John 17, even four, it says, Lord, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do and uh, so even Christ brought glory to the father but I I Mm -hmm. love this because the father lifted up the son as well and the father glorified your the son and um, now I I don't think man is able to really handle the weight of God's glory. So we get to follow Jesus' example as doing the work that we do for the glory of the Father, to reveal the glory of the Father. And, I mean, Coach Kerry, you had brought up that, you know, you had in these, um, in, the, in, the, in the production notes, that scripture in 1 Corinthians 10.31 mm-hmm. uh, that says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that. How do you do that? How do you think about it? It's comical, right? Yeah. How yeah. do you? Okay, I'm going to drink this water for the glory of God. <laughs> right? You know, but I, I think it's also to reveal the glory yeah. of God. That you know, when you drink water, do you, do you offer water to a friend? Do you thank the Lord for the water? Do you recognize yes. the living water as you're drinking the water? Are you mindful that? Every breath that you take in the morning, you can give God the glory just by simply acknowledging that he's the one who gave you the breath. So you give him the credit. You reveal him as the creator. You reveal him as the giver and and you as as the very grateful receiver. Well, and and I think to further that point, right, we can drink and eat a lot of things that are not good for our bodies, right? I mean, you know, I, I enjoy a glass of wine every now and then, but if I have two or three or more, like that, that is not glorifying the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Um, so whatever we do to eat or drink, like do it all for the glory of the Lord. Like are we putting things in our bodies? This is our body is called the temple, right? He, he Our bodies are supposed to be the temple, a way to um, glorify him. So we are actually called to take care of our bodies. Um, and so that I also started, I was like, okay, okay, God, I hear you on this. It's not about theology. This is not about 
whether you're charismatic or Catholic or Reformed or Calvinist or whatever. It, it, it's not none of that matters. With this statement, it's just a basic framework for us. We're to be thinking about our Father and how to glorify Him throughout our day. Right, and often I think about in my own life and the things that I do um, about the time when I will stand before Him. And I don't want ever there to be something where He Mm. says, yeah, but you didn't do. You know, Mm. or yeah, but is there anything that I did that would be offensive to him? I don't want to stand before the Lord with that unconfessed or having done it deliberately just out of spite. You know, mm-hmm. I want to stand before him and him be well pleased. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my goal. That's how I live my life. And I think that's a God-given thing that, I mean, I, that's certainly not something I thought of. <laughs> well, but, but I think it's a God-given thing and that, um, you know, even we we've all talked about our children and you know how we raise them and how we try and instruct them as they grow in order to be good stewards of their faith and good stewards of their relationship with the Lord and and so you know I think that's something somebody passed on to me a long time ago you know I I like that so when I when I think of things of being restored, Jordan and Eric love to watch restoration programs, you know, restoring oh. old cars, old jukeboxes, old Coke machines. And there is something yeah. in us that when we see something worthless and broken, restored and returned to its beauty and and returned to purpose, it just does something inside of us. And I think, you know, God wants to do the same thing with us to restore us to him, not so that that thing in itself uh, would be uh, the, the beautiful thing on display, but so that, the, uh, so that the eyes of everyone would look at the hands of the restorer and look at what the restorer was able to do mm. with um, that old, worthless thing, worn out thing. We've had several programs on recently where we've met with uh, representatives of different organizations who whose goal has been to bring unity in the body of Christ yeah and to make uh, light the work of reaching out to those that are hurting or downtrodden or are even lost um, and the reality is that when you do something like that in a group and in, in unison with multiple churches and multiple organizations who gets the credit God mm-hmm. God yep. does so it is, you know, what we do in love and in Christian in our Christian faith is a thing that brings glory to God. You know, particularly if we can do it in unison and not for self-worth or self-glory or self-success, but we do it as a humble servant, you know, of God. And and so I think you know, it is a model of who God is. It is he is all about love. And, you know, if we do that, we enter the kingdom of heaven, as the mm-hmm. scripture says. Well, as I look at that scripture again, right, do you do you every well, I, I lost it there. Do you everything, uh, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Thank the Lord for his grace. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, we can. And we'll get to this in the next segment. Right. It's not about a set of rules. I mean, a set of regulations to follow the Lord. And we're, I really want to talk about that when we come back, because I think that's how a lot of people view Christianity. Well, yeah, if I become a Christian, then I can't dance and I can't drink and I can't go have any fun. And right. Like, I mean, there's just this misconception about who God is. And I think this is a good way to describe it. God loves a great party. He hates sin. Mm-hmm. Right? And so praise the Lord for his grace. And when we return to Love Talk, friends, we're, we're just going to continue to have this awesome discussion um, about what is God doing? Is it, uh, is it for my happiness or for his glory? 
And we're going to continue this conversation with the Love Ladies when we return to Love Talk after we hear from our amazing sponsors. Um, many of our sponsors have been with us for well over 30 years, and we're so grateful for them. And we hope that you'll contact them if you need something. And you'll hear more from the Love Ladies when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership. I'm Kathy Enderbrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkater and Marlene McMichael. Friends, we are talking about what is God doing and everything he's doing. Is it for my happiness or for his glory? Well, we are in the final segment of Love Talk. We've had two amazing uh, first segments where we've talked about so many things and Coach Carrie, I especially love how you talked us through every section in the Bible that talked about everything being done for God's glory. Over and over again, friends, we learn it's not about us. It's about God. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach Carrie, I really wanted to share this one segment. And, and friends, before I do, I want to tell you, if you've missed our first two segments, go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com or Go to and your favorite podcast site, look up Love Talk Radio Network, and uh, you can pull up today's program on there as well. Well, I want to ask you questions, friends, and I want you to be honest uh, with your answer. Have you ever been guilty of reading the Bible and trying to, to apply it to your life by making yourself the hero of the story? Always the hero, right? Never the one that messes up. Coach Kerry, I do that. All the right? time. I mean, I, I mean, we want to be the hero. Yeah. We want to go and say, oh, yeah, I'm the, the David using my little stones to defeat Goliath. Right. But we have to remember, David didn't defeat Goliath. God <laughs> defeated Goliath. Through David. Through David. Yeah. That is so true. And so I think, you know, uh, we are probably more like David in the times that he struggled and when he took his eyes off of God, when he took his Uh, eyes off of the promises of God. And so we have to remember that we can be the hero in the story, but we also have to realize that we're that same character that struggled through it to get to that heroic moment. Right. And I I do not, I, I want to reiterate that it is incredibly important to go to scripture and find yourself. Yes. Right. Um, I can't remember who the guest was that, that said that. Or was it Miss Evelyn? Well, I, I, I don't so remember. I'm pretty sure that I was kind was of talking about people going, I need to find myself. I need to find myself. Where do I need to go to find myself in all these new age religions? And I'm like, oh. you need to go to the Bible to find yes. yourself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because we can find a version of ourselves somewhere in the mm-hmm. Bible, right? Whatever we're going through. You know, our, do you have a big mouth? That's me, right? Like, I, I'm Peter. I just say things without even thinking. <laughs> and then... um. And then I have to, you know, take it back or I have to go and I have to figure out a way to to make it right, you know. And that was Peter. He just said things without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Our our sweet um, co-host, Marlene, uh, she, she got a frog in her throat. So. I think she drank water the wrong way. I know. That's so hard. So if you heard a rustle there, um, that's Marlene. She'll be okay. But she stepped out for just a second. Um <laughs> So, you know, yes, we can find ourselves. I, you know, I want to be Joseph, right? I want to be the guy that can interpret the dreams. Um, but remember, Joseph got thrown in a well by his own brothers. I, I'm probably more like the brothers, you know, that have to then go in front of their brother. They didn't even know mm-hmm. that it was their brother years and years later and bow to him and plead for food yeah right because now he's the king's right hand guy i want to be the king's right hand guy i want to be that you know i think i love the story of moses i'm you know i'm like okay that is cool i want to be moses i mean to go and just to trust god to meet with god to hold that staff in your hand to see the red sea completely parted but then I realized, yeah, I'm probably one of the Israelites complaining the entire journey of the trip. <laughs> right. No, the Israelite complaining, complaining. Well, Marlene made it back. She saw better. <laughs> um, Marlene, we we're just discussing, you know, do we try to make ourselves the hero of the story? Um, and I think, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times I do. Well, you know, we got about half of our segment left here, friends. And I, I really want to get to this, you know. 
Kathy, Marlene, as we look at this and about who God is and what God is doing, what do you think is the source of much of the conflict in your own life? Oh, I mean, in my marriage, it's selfishness. I would say selfishness. Yes, selfishness. Okay, so in your marriage, it's selfishness. I think for sure for me in my marriage, it's pride, selfishness, selfishness. I like... You know, I have this list of things that I can't believe you didn't do. My expectations are so high, right? And, oh, my gosh, that's so annoying. It's so awful. You know, I look at my spouse. He's never had a list for me. He's never said, I need you to do this and this and this and check these boxes. Never. Never. Right? right? And so why? Why, why, does my selfish, why does my selfish nature put me there? You know, think about your conflicts. Maybe you're, maybe you have struggle with your parents or, or or your kids or maybe you have a conflict at work. Um, you know, I, I think it's time that we really look at ourselves and go, okay, what part do I play in this? Because we want to put it on the other person. It's mm-hmm. easier that way. It's mm-hmm. a lot easier that way. But I think that you'll find when the more the world becomes about you the more angry and tired you get. I think that is absolutely true. When I, I truly believe if we try and attempt to put ourselves as the center of the universe, we will self-destruct and implode because we that is not what we have been created for. And, you know, John 10, 10, it says the thief comes to only, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, Right. And that's selfishness, that's pride, that's deceit, that's anger, that's mm-hmm. all of those things, right? And um, the end of that verse says, but I, and that's Jesus, Jesus, but I have come that you may have life and live it to the full, right? Again, it's about him, mm-hmm. right? I have come so that you, I've given you these guidelines, like, yeah, it's right here. Give it all to me. I want to shoulder all of those burdens for you. Um, so that you don't have to. Well, and I think that's why, you know, when you talk about making decisions the way that Jesus asks us to make decisions, when you make decisions in accordance with God's law, mm-hmm. when you see, hey, I am a girl. OK, I am made for a boy. I am a boy. I am made for a girl. So in the future, I'm a girl. I'm going to have an amazing husband. Let's be praying about and thinking about that husband and preparing ourselves for that husband. Or I'm a husband. One of these days, I'm going to marry a beautiful girl. Let's be thinking about that girl, that woman that we want to have. And let's be preparing our hearts and our lives for that woman. And, you know, I just think that there's so many ways to go through life, not lying our way through it, not manipulating our way through it, but being honest, being forthright, Mm -hmm. um, not bullying others, but being kind and gentle and compassionate. I think when we do it God's way, uh, that's that is the good abundant life that he gives us that there is peace in that when you do something and you do it the right way however oh. it turns out there is peace that covers your heart and mind because you knew that you took the right journey to get to that place yeah in all cases you know the christian community and if we're walking with the lord we are the hands and feet of god on this earth and so i think it's it's you know as we're talking about this uh, this concept of is it about me or is it about God well he says it's about God and it's about his glory and how better to glorify him than to manifest his love to those who do not know it or who mm-hmm. are, are to those that are, are troubled I mean mm-hmm. whether it's a phone call because you know your friend is not feeling well or, or it's mm-hmm. whatever little thing it is uh, we are an extension of God. And, and what's the purpose of that? You know, we, we talked about uh, John 17, and, and, and it's to be one with God as Jesus and God are one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and it's to be fellowship with him on a, almost an equal basis, mm-hmm. not that we supplant God, but that we have walked with him enough to become like him. Mm-hmm. And have that relationship. You Absolutely. know, I think keeping our eyes on God and off of ourselves and others, you know, it saves us from a lot of problems. I think when we keep our eyes on God, he's going to show us what he sees and what he's called us to do and what he asks us and the work that he's prepared 
um, for us. And um, I think that it's when we kind of get out there with our, our own mind of things and how it all ought to work and we start judging others and looking at others, we can kind of get ourselves in a pickle. A big pickle. I'd love to know. We would love to hear your thoughts, friends. You can contact us on Facebook. Find us on Love Talk Radio because we would absolutely love to hear your your thoughts about this. You know, I think in summation here, friends, when it's all about God's glory, my innate selfishness cannot exist. Can't. When I am looking to him and giving him everything, and despite my continued insistence on doing things my way, despite my rebellion, my foolishness, my foolish heart, the way that I, you know, just think I have to do it. God, it's because God, God said, you know what, because of my son, because of the wrath that he incurred on the cross. I mean, he takes my rebellion. He takes my foolish heart. He takes my shortcomings. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he sees me as his beautiful child. Wow. Wow. And all of these things, my selfishness, me thinking that the world revolves around me, it it cannot coexist when I give it all to him. I think that this statement really sums it up. And Matt Chandler said this, no one should walk with a swagger in heaven and no one should walk with a limp on earth because, friends, we are forgiven. We are so loved. And the beautiful creation that you see around you is all about him. Wow. What a free, it's so freeing. It's not about me. No, I don't have to make all the decisions. <laughs> right now. The Lord can guide me and his path is perfect. Friends. Again, you can find us on uh, love talk radio. We would love to chat with you. We'd love to interact with you there. Um, and uh, you can find us on our archives at love talk network.com. Friends, we love you so much. We're here every Saturday morning, 10 a.m., but you can interact with us throughout the week as well there on Love Talk Radio. For my beautiful co-hosts, Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. We'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.